Hi, welcome back to the Sweet Gravy Podcast. I'm Carmen. Hi, I'm Kirk. And we're here to talk about whatever the fuck we want to. (laughs) (laughs) So, there was a second season of a show called Homecoming that debuted on Amazon. And as I was watching it, you were diddling on your phone. Mm Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, look at that person. What's her name again? Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet. Mm-hmm. Don't say it like that. Why not? I don't know. You just don't say it right. Uh, she has like an accent over like the E, so it must be Monet. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Well, you brought it to my attention. Oh, you're like, oh, this person. The, the accent over the E is not ghetto, though. Who said that it had to be? You said like Monet. Like... Oh, Janelle Monet. Yeah. It, that, that, just because it's an Monet, it's just an accent. Mark. No, you said a ghetto. You can't say her name like that. No, I don't. She's think a I classy did. girl. She is super class. Well, Kirk didn't know that Janelle Monet was as important as she is, and uh, Janelle Monet is a big deal. I'm really happy she got that show Homecoming, even though I don't watch the show. Second season, a little bit lackluster compared to the first, but hopefully they bring it back around into the third. But, as I'm questioning who this person is, Carmen pops in this little Prince thing she did, the performance. Can you describe it better? She did a Let's Go Crazy Prince tribute. I think it was at one of the Grammy performances right before Prince died. And Prince is in the crowd during the video, and it's hilarious because as she's playing it, he's just there, tight-lipped. He got like a little sassy, like head bob going, right? Yeah, I think that I think that out of everybody who's done Prince tributes, the only tribute that Prince really you could tell he enjoyed was like the ones by like Aretha Franklin and like the Greats and people like that. Who he? Oh, was, you mean people was, that actually should. Tribute to him? Exactly. Like, more so people who he's honored to have tribute, like, do tributes to him. Like, a Janelle Monet. I think he liked Janelle Monet, but, um, I don't know. The newer generation just can't channel Prince the way the old Prince could channel Prince? Well, obviously. I mean, <laughs> Aretha Franklin ain't doing fucking Prince songs that much justice, but he fucking respect her, so it meant more to him. Janelle Monet just bouncing around doing crazy. That was a weird thing to see because, as Carmen said, she was a, a li- he was alive at the time, and we've kind of been given a lot of prints lately. We had the the Grammy Grammy tribute to him uh, recently, and then YouTube streamed Prince and the Revolution three nights in a row. Mm-hmm here recently also during the quarantine and to see him watch somebody play his song in front of him was weird and what do you think he would think if he saw all of those performers play his songs during the latest tribute prince is really good at putting on a good face where he just sit there and enjoy it and just, uh, he try to be humble, like, okay, they're doing a tribute to me, thanks. But he don't be looking like he enjoying none of that shit. He be like, oh my God, they butchering my shit and I got to sit through it and be thankful. That's what he looked like. And if he saw fucking Chris Martin up there, he 
you'd be rolling over in this goddamn grave right now. Chris Martin is famous for? For, um, Viva La Vida. Viva has a, Viva La Vida. No. You will wear you out. Vida, Vida, Vida. No. Vida. No. That ain't the song. You know, what's the name of their band? Coldplay. Coldplay, yeah. I like Coldplay. When I like Chris Martin when he sing Coldplay songs. He can't sing nobody else's songs, then he need to get the fuck away from everybody. I'm over his ass. He's not doing no more tributes. I'm going to have to write letters or something. You don't like any of his tributes? No. Not even the BC Boys when no. he said fight for your right to party? That was bad, too. Why are he's you He's on whispering? the piano, and he's like, do 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 Yeah, it's pretty bad. You didn't like that? No, it's pretty bad. <sighs> what song did he do? He did, um... By Prince. I forgot which song he did, but he did that song with that girl. I think it was a song that Prince wrote for someone else. I don't think it was one of the songs that Prince typically performed. I think it was a song he wrote for the girl that was singing with him. Hmm. Because Prince wrote a lot of music for people, too. He did. He did. Yeah. Uh, out of that... Out of that whole concert, who do you think he would actually... Do you think any of the performers would have been given his his ovations? Uh, John Legend? No. John Legend can sing his ass He was off. horrible. He was too serious, but he he's not a bad singer. How can you be serious with no shirt on? He still did a good job. John Legend ain't John got no Legend can sing rock and bod that... He does not have the bod to not wear a shirt. No, he don't. Ugh. What's Christy Teigen thinking? Oh, no. Uh, He's a nice guy. Atrocious. Okay, he a nice guy. So, in her situation, Christy Teigen, she's supposed to be like this pretty bombshell. With a big forehead. With a, well, I wasn't looking at her forehead. Oh, no. I don't she, typically don't either. <laughs> I can tell. She's portrayed as this bombshell that's like this pretty girl, but she kind of slutty a little bit and kind of a little bit out there. Like, what guy would you expect her to be with? If she didn't, she would need to be with, I don't know. It seemed like she had a lot for John Legend to handle, but he seems to manage. If somebody with that personality, who they going to be with? You think her personality is I mean, too far out there? I think her personality would would go well with like a Charlie Sheen or something. Charlie Sheen? Or maybe he a little way too out there. Oh, the hiv is out there. Yeah, that's true too. She might get the hiv. Yeah. Yeah, wear condoms. Uh, I don't think that that's what Charlie's into. <laughs> I don't think so either. That's so funny. <sighs> Music-wise, we've got Angelo Moore. And Angelo Moore is a guy who I just happened to stumble upon. I was in Las Vegas, right, with uh, a buddy of mine. And we went to Three Nights of Ween at the Brooklyn Bowl in Las Vegas. Because that's not, that's not too much or anything. Three Nights? Yeah, that's, that's not too much. But it's no, it's not. Well, I saw them seven times that year, and I still felt that's like I... That's absolutely obnoxious. Like, that's crazy. No! You see the same band? Like, you a groupie. No, not a group. They don't know who I am. You grouped out. Uh-uh. How can I be a groupie if I don't... Do groupish things. No, you do do groupish things. You think so? Yeah. No way. 
Well, on the second night of seeing Ween perform, they play the song Your Party, and that song features a saxophone. The man that played the saxophone was Angelo Moore. And as my buddy and I were leaving the Brooklyn Bowl, figuring out what we were going to do the rest of the night, because it's Vegas, the city never closes, mm -hmm. we hear that the drummer of Ween, Clyde Coleman Jr., he is going to be playing with another band called Angela Moore and the Brand New Step. So we go there, and it was an awesome show. In a little tiny bar, I believe it was called the Sand Dollar. It wasn't too small, but it should have been a lot more people. And they <laughs> play some David Bowie, Moon Age Daydream. Don't, don't come in your pants. <laughs> uh, it was amazing. And I yell out to him. I yell out to Angelo Moore. I say, Angelo Moore. Shit. If it's going to be that kind of party, I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Which is a lyric from the Beastie Boys album, Ill Communication. B-Boys making with the Freak Freak. Directly from it. And he looks at me and he says yeah the mashed potatoes i go to my buddy i'm like he, he knows exactly what i'm talking about i don't know if anyone else can hear the excitement in kirk's voice right now but he's a groupie and if anyone listening saw the picture of him with angelo moore his sweaty, groupy ass. <laughs> I wouldn't even have to explain this to anyone. So about a year later, I go to see Angela Moore and the Brand New Step on another three-night run with Ween. That's ridiculous. This time, we're in Austin, Texas. At Stubbs. And I'm a sweaty man. Already been into a, already been to a Ween show that night. Just gross. It's hot. Hot Austin. Disgusting. I hate Texas. Sorry. But you had great barbecue. Oh, they had this... At the venue, they had these jalapeno brisket tacos. <sighs> they were $7, and I spent $70 just on brisket tacos. <laughs> now, that was over the course of two nights, but they got a lot of money out of me. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the sauce, you know, the stub sauce, but go to see Angelo Moore. Again, awesome show. Loved it. We're in the quarantine, right? And I play, it, let me get your issues with Angelo Moore. Um, you don't like him. No. You don't like him at all? No, I like some of the stuff he do. I like some of the music he does. Um, I think that I don't like the faces he make. And I you don't like he, his faces? No, I think he's fucking ugly. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. No, I like a turtle. <laughs> I don't like the turtle look. Oh, I think he looks like a great man. And when I showed <laughs> you some, he looks like a turtle. I showed you some old footage of him when he was with Fishbone. And what did you think of that? Do you would you prefer to listen to more Fishbone stuff or what he does now? 
I think he looked like a turtle with hair when he was with fish. What? Bomb, and now he looked like a turtle without hair. With no hair? Yeah. But he's got his goofy hats. Yeah. <sighs> so. No, I mean, he's, um, I like him a little bit. I, you got to realize that I just found out about Angelo more when you introduced him to me. It's not something that I've. I caught on to or I was just a fan of like I've learned about a lot of music because you're so into music and movies and all that shit so I pick up a lot of that stuff from you well uh I might have overplayed the music video karma cashback in the household yeah maybe just a little bit but yeah it is a great song and Angelo Moore he did give you a lot of joy yeah this is not popular in the black community when i picked up black people don't know angelo more a cameo video from him sent it to you how did you feel about that how did you feel about angelo more singing the song directly to you i like that i thought that was a really sweet thing that you did that was really nice that you did that um Nobody's ever. No, don't don't bring like me that. into this. What? We're talking about Angelo Moore here. Yeah, but it was your doing. No, it was nice to to just see somebody singing a song with your name in it. It's just a really cool thing. I thought it was really cool. I enjoyed it a lot. Does it make you feel that Angelo Moore is? Maybe a lot cooler than you thought he was. Like, now you look at Angela Moore and you give a, even just a little twinkle of a smile? No. No? If anything, I lost respect because in the video, his house was dirty. <laughs> Don't say that! <laughs> in the video, his house was fucking busted. And his clothes was busted. Well, that's just the clothes that he wears. Alright, clean it up. Nah, okay. he looks good. It's part of his personality. <laughs> yeah. No, it was nice. It was a nice thing. I'm just talking shit. He's got a new documentary coming out here pretty soon. Pretty excited to see. I don't got no beef with Angelo. I thought it was a sweet gesture on your part. Um, but yeah, um, black people don't know who Angelo Moore is. I don't think that that's true. Yeah, he might have a couple black fans, but in general, like, black people don't know who that is. Especially if you think about it, if you think about like urban areas and shit like that, they're playing certain radio stations. That's what most people hear. Those are the songs that they hear. And Fishbone is just not there. So you're only going to hear, like most people don't go out of their box and look for additional music or other genres and stuff. They stick to what they hear on a daily basis. So that's, the, that's just the difference. Like you grew up listening to people like who? Like you grew up listening to... Maroon 5. No. That was, you heard the Maroon 5 songs, and you heard Maroon 5, and you heard, um, Good Charlotte. No. Negative. Those are too, those are too Panic new. at the Disco? Uh-uh. Um, Beastie Boys? Yes. Yeah. I didn't grow up listening to the Beastie Boys. Nirvana, you listened to them? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I didn't grow up listening to that. You know who I grew up listening to? Who? Lil Wayne, 50 Cent, Trick Daddy, CeeLo, Brandy Monica, Lil Kim. Those people. What about it? 
okay, we just grew up differently. We grew up with two different genres of music. I didn't start listening to like Maroon Five and things like that to I start nobody hanging out with white kids. How old were you? Maroon uh, Five like 13, wasn't 12? until we were older. Like twelve. I don't know about that. Twelve, thirteen is when I start hearing Maroon Five. Really? What mm-hmm. song? Uh, she will be left without at that time. What? Mm-hmm. It was a po- it was popular. Was when like, we were oh, in middle school. To it. Yeah. No way. Middle school or fucking first year of high school, thirteen, fourteen at the latest. But Maroon Five was popping. Maybe. So, you and I, we've lived together how long now? About three years. About three years. And. Living with somebody that long, you get to see how the strange things that they do. What? You do. And I'm the type of person that needs a few alarms to wake me up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Not so much anymore. I think I just set up the, the other alarms just as backup. Uh, I've been pretty good about waking up. But my alarm went off, and I grabbed my phone, and I turned off the alarm. And you looked at the time. Which said seven forty seven, and you thought that that was an odd time. I think that uh, it it makes no sense. Why? Why would you set an alarm at seven forty seven? Like, why would you give yourself thirteen minutes to eight? Because it's longer than ten. Well, it's you an get odd up. Odd number. You get up at seven fifty. You got to start moving at eight, right? Why not give yourself the extra three minutes to kind of dilly-dally around? <laughs> yeah, right. No? You set weird alarms. It's fine. I mean, I think that it's smart for you to set alarms back-to-back like that because a lot of people set one alarm and then they miss that one and then they oversleep. Mm-hmm. So it's good to have multiple alarms, but your alarms just don't make much sense the way you set them up. So, all right, I'm going to set alarm for... 12 minutes, and then we're going to set an alarm for 19 minutes. Like, where is the, like, where is the... It just makes sense that way. (laughs) Okay. Right? Yeah, I guess. What are some of the... Maybe I don't like round numbers. That's fine, too. I don't got a problem with it. What do you think some of the weird things is that I do? (sighs) What are the weird things that you do? Yeah, name one thing that... You think it's weird that I do. You keep dirty dishes in the sink? That's everybody, Kurt. No, we've got the landing for it right on the side, so that way when it's time to do the dishes... That's not how you do dishes. Why would you put dirty dishes on the counter? They go in the sink. No, but it's on the side of the sink. we got the dry station on the other side, and then the dirty dishes on the other. It's fine. We put a towel down. It's great. No. But then you put it in the thing, so then i got to take all the dishes out of the sink to clean the dishes that are in the sink. I don't have a hard time. I don't know why you're struggling so I bad. think you're I just used to the extra I, no, work. No, I don't think that you ever did dishes before we moved <laughs> <in> together. <laughs> I think this is your first goddamn time, and you trying to call the shots. That's what I think. One time when I was a little kid, I uh, wanted to make pancakes for my mother for breakfast. And I must have been maybe about 12. Perfect pancake age, right? When you say 12 is an acceptable age for a kid on his own to make pancakes. For a boy? An only child boy. Yeah. 
If you got siblings, girls 12, boys maybe 13. 14. No way. Guys well, anyway, fucking be stupid at that age. I, I burned my finger really bad. That's, see, that's why it should have been 13. Oh, it hurts so bad. <laughs> and it bubbled up immediately. And I was like, no. And I, I told my mother I was going to wash the dishes. But I couldn't stick my fingers into the hot water. <laughs> so I had the I, I tried to wash the dishes with cold water. And my mother, she must have been like, well, he made me breakfast. I guess I can help him with the dishes. She stuck her hand in the water. And she said, this water's cold. <laughs> and I said, I bought myself. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Oh no! Why didn't you tell me?" <laughs> you was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. Yeah, I burned myself. You, yeah. you were a really prideful guy. Yeah, you had too much pride to say I burned my damn hand and I'm looking stupid and I shouldn't be doing dishes right now. Even though I mean, I guess at twelve it's different. And like now at this age, you burn your hand. You better do them damn dishes and shut the fuck up. Oh, you got a little burn? Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a fuck? You got a little burn on your finger. But at 12, it's different, you know? You think so? Yeah. That's funny. Why do you think it is that more girls learn how to cook from being around their parents versus guys? I think, well, I think it depends on who you are. I think it varies from family to family. Yeah. Um... I just know so many guys that can't cook. Yeah. Most of my friends that are most of my friends that are girls, they all can cook for themselves. They all like we all grew up cooking stuff together, going to each other's house, making stuff together, like cooking something, but guys typically like they'll barbecue. They're like, oh, let's do some shit on the grill. Yeah, I think it's just kind of a a gender thing. I I don't ever remember going to my friend's house and thinking, oh, hey, I can't wait to cook with you, <laughs> you know? And it's kind of ingrained in us. What, you talk about how you had an easy bake oven all the time? Hell yeah, boy, I carried that whole damn oven down the street to make cakes with Catrice. Yeah, <laughs> so you, you, you had a little tiny oven, cook mm -hmm. cakes with a light bulb. My dad is walking behind me with a fucking easy bake oven down the street. We mm -hmm. went crazy to go to go to this kid's house and yeah. bake little cakes. Bake yeah. cakes. And that's like that's at like four years old, right. five years old. We were doing that. And what did what did your brothers get as a gift? Not easy bake oven. Exactly. <laughs> so it's kinda just that's just the way that it is. Yeah. I think I think that uh Like, I used to go over Jessica and Christina's house specifically to cook food. We would go over there to have dinner together, and we would cook our own dinner and make our own cake for the whole family and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, we made biscuit pizzas, and, like, they had a bomb-ass kitchen, so we made all type of shit in that kitchen. But I used to go over there and hang out after school and have dinner with them, and we would cook our own dinner. Like Right. So I've done that my whole life with my friends that are girls, cook with them, Alexis, People in the kitchen with being like, cooking. Mm -hmm. But none of my brothers know how to make a meal for themselves. They were right there with my mom showing us how to make things. They were in the same household, but they didn't learn how to... I don't even know if Raymond can boil water. No? I don't know. He missed that class? I think so. Well, I don't know. I took home ec in high school, so... 
you know, I I boil the best water. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't seen no boiled water like my boiled water. I mean, you you can cook, but you cook like a boy for sure. How's that mean? You just slop shit together. No, like, I don't. don't. I delicately put things together. No, like for example, like if I make a meal, I'm gonna have a pot for this, pot for this, pot for that. Yeah, you use too many. Bam, 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 bam. You use too many pots. You and you then put they all get in, in the, the sink. same pot. <laughs> then we get thirty pots in the sink. Yeah, I wash them. So I off. use a pan typically. Put everything in it. Everything in there. Yeah. No, I'm gonna cook my sausages separate and then take those out and then make the eggs. That's crazy. No, I don't want it all together. I'll go so far as cook the sausage and then put the eggs in the pan with the sausage when it's not quite done and then yet. You just put it in the burrito and eat it all together. Wrap it up. Yeah, but I think a part of that for me is also being um, working in a kitchen. When you work in a kitchen, you don't have to worry about doing dishes. You can use as many as you want. And then you just clap your hands for the fucking dishwasher to come get it. What's his name? Whatever his name is. The Dish Boy. Do you know his name? Or do you just say Dish? I just dish say, Man! No, I say Pan Pickup. Pan Pickup. Yeah? You yell it? Yeah, I'll yell it. Angrily? It depends. If you're taking too long to get my goddamn pants, well, then I gotta yell angrily. So, I'm pretty nice about it. Like, I be nice to the guys who do Dish until they piss me off. And then I call them to get one pan every time. Mm-hmm. So... I'm just used to having somebody to pick up pans. It's so funny because anybody listening to this that work in kitchens know how that shit work. You can easily get to the dishwashers. They want to be a smart ass? Okay, I'll call your ass over here every two minutes to pick up one pan. You and do that on purpose? Oh, hell yeah. No. Pan pick up, then they come in this one pan in there. <gasps> two minutes later, pan pick up, they what? come back as one more pan. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Kitchens are honorary, man. Working in the kitchen, people are honorary. And it's just so many, it's one of those jobs where, like, it's just mean girls. Kitchens are just a mean girl setup. So you're just an honorary mean girl? Um, I believe, I think that in the kitchen, people should know their place. That's what I think. I think that, uh, if, you are doing dishes and you're working your way up, that's commendable. But if you like an older guy who uh doing whatever fucking fell from grace, not don't got your shit together and you washing dishes and you talking shit, you done lost it. You lost it? You done lost your motherfucking mind. What? If you in the kitchen talking shit and you can't chop parsley, get away from it. What's a parsley? You know that you know what parsley is. It's like the dry basil? shit. It's the dry shit we got over there. Oh, we got we got half parsley here? Yeah, you chopped it? No, I didn't chop it. What happened to it? I bought it dried. So you don't even chop parsley. What, you a, as bad as the dish man? On a little tiny cutting board with that dough last knife? I'm gonna do it. <laughs> you can sharpen the knife? Yeah, but I need a better knife. I need to get a nice knife. But it's all right for here. We don't really need it. Sure. So, um... I was going to ask you, so you're going on this trip to Louisville soon, right? Yeah, hopefully. Are you excited? Sure. Yeah, I really hope you get to go. That'd be really nice. See your friends and everything. Um, What is the, what would you say the top three things to do in Louisville is? I don't know. I've never been there. 
So the, the top three things to do in Louisville. Yeah, what are the best three things to do as far as like it could be restaurants, it could be anything. Uh there's a little place on Bardstown Road called Cafe Three Sixty. Oh yeah, the famous Cafe Three Sixty. The famous Cafe Three Sixty. That's the hookah place? Yeah. I don't know if they still do hookah. I haven't been in Louisville for maybe six years. Mm-hmm. So I can't really comment too much on what there is to do now but when i was there the best thing to do was go to cafe 360 the second best thing to do would probably be to go to cafe 360 and then the third thing if i dig down deep and really think about it the best thing to do in louisville is to go to cafe 360 so damn that's all louisville guys (laughs) Don't they got the derby or some shit? Oh, yeah, the Kentucky Derby is fun, too. Oh, uh, well, fuck the derby. Uh, Just yeah, Cafe well, 360. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, there's a whole... That whole... Um, there's a whole month where the whole city becomes a... Just a party town. It starts off with a bunch of fireworks called Thunder Over Louisville. There's... Uh, everybody meets up on the Great Lawn. And there's... Fireworks off the bridge. It's really cool. It's a bunch of cool stuff. I think that people should just go there and find out for themselves what there is to do. Because everybody's opinions are different. Absolutely. But it's one of those things where if you live in a town, you know all the ins and outs of it. Like if I went to visit Louisville, I would know the little things and the little cool things to do. I would just know what they show you on TripAdvisor and like what you look up. But when you live in a place, you get to see like the the good stuff like when i lived in new york all the shit to do there most people go to new york and go straight to manhattan that's the worst place in new york to be it's not fun manhattan yeah it's fucking horrible but for people who's never seen who never seen new york before they want to go and see manhattan and all the lights and the billboards and all that shit when i go back to new york again i don't want to be in manhattan that shit is just a headache well, we went to Manhattan last year. Was that last year? Uh, yes, that was last year. Me and Kurt have been doing a lot of traveling over the last few years. We've been a lot of places. But this trip was very exciting because we were there during a blackout. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that? Uh, Wasn't it beautiful to be in New York with no lights on? It was a really bad. <laughs> it was a really bad experience for me um, because we were locked out of our hotel, and then all the stores were closing and shutting their doors. And um, I ran out of tampons, and so and I was bleeding heavy in the sun with a full tampon in my shit, and I didn't have a backup. And I was looking fucking stupid. I was trying to walk with my legs closed. And I was sweaty. I was gross. It was hot. It was in the summertime. Oh, my fucking What was it? August, maybe? Yeah. Oh, it's so humid and hot. Yeah, and I'm on my period with a fucking full tampon. And I don't got a spare. And the stores are closed and the hotel shut down. I'm like, this shit, it fucking sucks. So it was a few hours of discomfort, for sure, for me. Girls have it really difficult. I don't think you understand. Uh, I think they got it easy. Because I went to a baseball game that same day. So I was pretty swampy down there too. Yeah, that's the fucking disgusting. <laughs> well, maybe you should use a goddamn tampon. <laughs> maybe I should. 
So me and Kirk have had this argument because he uh, he made a comment to me one time and said him and his friends were having a conversation that girls, uh, what did you guys say? I would never mess with a girl who wears pads instead of tampons. Well, that's that's more. I wouldn't say that anybody else had that opinion. I think that that was mainly just me. I'll take the blame for that. <laughs> But the uh, fact that you and your friends are talking about girls and tampons and pads, like, y'all fucking know. Well, it's kind of a behind-the-scenes thing where you women shouldn't know that conversation. Because it's just kind of... People like to talk about things that they don't know. And, yeah, it was like, it's like, oh, well, once a girl grows up, shouldn't she just not wear pads anymore? No, it don't work <laughs> that way! Sometimes people's bodies reject the pads. Sometimes it's not good for certain people's bodies. And oh, I don't even want to get into detail, but it's not fun at all anyways. I just, I don't know, it's funny to hear guys talk about shit like that. So cool is. <laughs> yeah, we have no idea. We're yeah. just all dumb people. Yeah, my, I mean, we were, growing up, my brothers didn't know that when we were on our periods or nothing? Yeah, first of all, it's your own business. And it's something that a lot of people uh, find embarrassing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, not that they should, but it, they do. I think there's just a stigma behind it where you're like, uh, I don't know. Some people are open about it, but a lot of people like to keep it to themselves. Because it is a very personal thing. Yeah, I don't care. It is what it is. We grown. I think when you're younger, you want to keep it to yourself. But we're older now, so it's like, uh, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. You like that, don't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for everyone listening to this podcast, we're going to um, post that Janelle Monet video, that Prince tribute that she did, as well as Chris Martin's tribute, and let you guys decide which one you think is the best. And if Chris Martin... From Coldplay should be canceled from doing tributes ever again. What's the Facebook page? Sweet Gravy. Just go to Facebook, search Sweet Gravy, and it should pop up. Yeah, that sounds great. And definitely make a comment or write a comment and uh, throw some suggestions out there of what you may want to hear us talk about. You might see an Angela Moore video on there also. And you can also send us emails at sweetgravypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.